0: So, Mark, you had a hellacious weekend? Oh, yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm a programmer, so I spent the whole weekend coding. I'm, I'm working on my uh, new product, the uh, Install Buddy. Yeah? Yeah. It's uh, it, What it does is is if you want to install software, you just basically right-click it and say install, and then it detects, you know, next and, and finish and I agree buttons, and it just clicks them all for you and installs for you automatically. <laughs> but I was just having a hellacious time with it, so I'm just, you know, not in a very good mood today. Oh,
1: no. It's my day
2: from Mondays.pwop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin This is Carl Franklin Oddly enough Introducing The Best of Mark Miller Part 1 Yes, that's right It's an hour of Mark Miller starting at show 12 going to about show 20 in which he displays his knack for finding people dumber than him And now, on to the hilarity.
3: Actually, um... That's scary. That
2: you know without, that. um... Uh,
3: without, you know, I don't want to interrupt you guys, but um, I've been reading a book called, um... Uh, uh, the Zombies Attack Survival Guide, or The Zombie Survival Guide.
0: This is how to defend yourself against zombies? Isn't it just a, a f***ing headshot, man? <laughs> oh, That's cool. it. It's just a fucking headshot. When I'm fighting zombies, I always strap big, thick stakes <laughs> to my neck. So if I do yeah. mess with that one swing, <laughs> if they're can't. biting into steak, and I'm still okay. I'm punching their guts out or poking out their eyes.
3: Uh, see, I usually, cover my, I usually cover myself in, like, lamb's brains. Just get some more duck and some big steaks. And
0: the, and the good thing about it is, like, if you make it through and they don't eat it, you can, like, cook up some steaks at the end of the day.
3: <laughs> you got steaks.
0: First, we'll start off with the lead story, Psycho Monkey Muggers. 30 to 40 hungry monkeys surrounded a group of frightened passengers when they stepped off a bus in rural Hong Kong. Panic passengers called police for help when the monkeys rushed them at a bus stop near the territory's Lion Rock Country Park. After a tense standoff, the monkeys realized the cops were on the way and fled up a hillside before rangers arrived to deal with them. The South China Morning News post reported.
2: Wow, you know, I I heard about that, but I didn't. I thought I was dreaming. No, actually. man, it's
0: like, and you know, the monkeys, they're like, they're like, okay, we got them, and they're like, what's that? You know, ooh, what's that? And they're like, they got <laughs> fucking cell phones. They're calling the cops. Let's
1: go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like, Great. damn, damn, these humans. You know, we'll never rule with them with these damn cell phones uh. the little talking boxes. So. <laughs> So anyway, I like that. Oh, it's yeah. like an
3: idiot that was trying to convert lions to Christ
0: or something? This is like so funny. Well, yeah, the thing that's so funny about this is that there's a tense standoff, right? The people are all looking at the monkeys, and the monkeys are looking at the people, you know, and they're like waiting for somebody to move. It's like one of those, huh. uh, oh, you know, shootout at OK Corral. I wonder what the
2: monkeys are. were actually, you know, looking for. So they're looking they're for looking food, for man. are looking for you to look away. You, you ever gone up against a <laughs> macaque? I mean, a thing may only weigh five pounds. These are macaque monkeys, right? And this is. They're nasty. Huh. They'll, they'll do anything.
3: I, I, when I was in KL, uh, Kuala Lumpur, we went to this temple and it's covered in macaques. And this monkey came down off a railing, grabbed my water bottle that I was holding onto and tried to yank it out of my hands. And I, sh- I didn't let go of the bottle. I shook him off and he was going for another pass. <laughs> well,
2: you, you, they're getting he wasn't bold. This was done. This was not a hit and run. He was kind of, he was going to go for the bottle again. They're getting bold, okay. Richard. I, I, I actually, what I did was I emptied the bottle in his head. Good for you. Take that, see, you see, the, monkey. The thing
0: is, there's no fucking monkey prison, right? You can't like go take them off to jail and let them, you know, work off their time. That doesn't happen. So you've got to take the law in your own hands, Richard. You've got to pour the bottle you've on You've Got to head. take them down. Hey, man. It's you or me, there, fuzzball. Let's go. These fucking monkeys, man. They're gonna try. To, I mean, they, 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 they've obviously seen like these, you know, these Charles and Eston movies, you know, and they're saying we got a chance, man. We can take them, you know. And they're testing us, man. They're trying to see our weakness. They're probing us, man. Forget the fucking aliens. They're coming on the spaceships. We got to be watching. Enough for the monkeys. I think they're a little pissed <laughs> off, and they're they're they they're working in groups. Okay, Jesus will save me, man. This is the this is my next story. My ne- my next story, and Nick actually alluded to this. Uh, a Taiwanese man decided to spread the gospel in a rather unusual way by jumping into a lion habitat at the local zoo. And oh, so you got that, I, then. I got cool. this one, man. Uh, an eyewitness reported that the man spread his arms shouting, Jesus, we'll save you, to the lions, who apparently considered opening their hearts to Jesus for a few moments at least, before they ultimately decided to stick with plan A, which was to eat the guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I like plan A better.
2: See, it's about forgiveness. He's trying to forgive the lions for you know eating eating all the Christians in the Roman Coliseum. Yeah, because
0: all I think well, Jesus will save us. Like, That's good. Or we could eat the guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they went with Plan A. Hmm.
3: So this is another uh, you know opportunity to use the Steak Shield.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what's <laughs> here. What right. You know, another product. I got the Ass Clown and I got the Steak Shield, man. This is why I love this <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> That I have finally, finally, finally broke off my long-standing addiction to caffeine. Really, there was two, two keys to success on this, I believe. One is um, uh, that I went cold turkey, totally quit. And two is uh, I found this neat thing called crack cocaine. <laughs> Ever since I've been on this stuff, I the, the, the cravings for caffeine are gone. <laughs> totally gone. Now I, if you guys are new to this stuff, this is you got to go you got to find I, I think these these guys are they're called like dealers and they're, they're kind of like roving pharmacists. Right? They kinda of go door to door, neighborhood pharmacists, and so you just kinda of go out and you find a dealer. And you if you're addicted to if you're addicted to caffeine like I was, these are the, the two things that helped me get free. Get free and free of that addiction.
2: And now it's time for Amazing, Amazing Tales of Pooh. <laughs> As I said last week, that's the audio equivalent of the Hershey squirts right there. (laughs)
1: Awesome.
2: It's great stuff.
0: Well, kids, uh, you know, I've been promising this for about two weeks now and I finally have it. Plus I have really, this is getting it. Now the the most amazing tale of poo, uh, that I will ever tell on the show. I think, uh, and I have I have the proof. And if you go in and go to Mondays dot dot Mondays dot slash
2: poo p o o. Amazing Tales and of Poo, d- episode five. So this is that the
0: fifth. is correct. This is this is actually an excerpt from my upcoming uh, t- coffee table book entitled Amazing Tales of Poo, and. Uh, <laughs> And okay. this is documenting a trip that was taken, I think, in 1997 uh, down in the uh, southern part of England. Uh, and uh, with us, we have one of the first digital cameras ever invented. Uh, it's got definitely, definitely low image quality, so I apologize for that. Um, I'm with my buddy Chad Hauer, and uh, we uh, are driving down. And uh, this first picture up here is our first clue that the day's going to be uh, something special. Uh, it's a sign that says tank crossing right in the middle of the road as we're <laughs> driving along. And within a few minutes of that, holy crap, there's a tank crossing the freeway. Or driving across the road. We couldn't believe it. And then a little later, the tank stops and you know, the guy is a Nazi and comes out and well no, I'm kidding. There's no Nazis in this story. That was just a just a joke. But
2: but what really happens is uh, is
0: I say, Hey, do you guys mind if we drive the tank? And they're like, Sure, man. So we're inside. This is a picture of us right here inside the tank. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you believe amazing. this?
3: Mark Miller in a tank. I mean, this is just wrong. No, that can't be good. No way. That can't be good. That's bad.
0: <laughs> Not only did these guys give us the tank like really fast. They couldn't wait to get out of it. They gave us their hats too. Can you believe <laughs> that? I guess they made I mean, like something for, uh, Mark, other than Mark, hats. Who were the they? Like
3: what what army?
0: Oh, this is British military, man. Wow. Damn. British British military. So Brits. So so anyway, you know, I led, uh, you know, I led the authorities on a cross cross country, uh, you know, chase uh, that actually made it onto CNN. Uh, th- then Chad and I discovered that there's that that England is surrounded by water. Who knew? <laughs> oh no! Like no escape, man. So so we gave ourselves up. But you know, these British are so polite. They're like, oh, that's all right, and, you know, and they let us go. So later later in the day. Now, here's where we get to the story of the poo, man. Later in the day, we see this mound of stuff on the side of the road, and oh, we're God. like, "What the fuck is this mound?" And we go and we look at it, and this is a giant pile of horse shit. And it's and and it's 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 an absolute mystery. There's no sign that says, "You are looking at a giant pile of horse shit, and here's why it's here." It's out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around except for the road. And the other mysterious Piece about this poo is it's all fresh, <laughs> fresh poo, fresh horse poo. So, let it to be like what three thousand horses that just you know recently had their poo removed and then dumped in this location. You know, we're like speculating: what is this? Some kind of military? You know, experiment? Is it you know aliens? Were they probing horses on that day instead of cows? You know, what is going on? The thing is, you see here in my notes here, it's over three meters tall. See, I'm like about six feet tall. I'm about pretty tall. So you can see, it's about three meters tall. It's about it's about nine meters in diameter. Oh, my God. You know, God. we're talking a huge amount of road apples. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well, Mark Miller, you've been quiet. Uh, what's on your mind? You feeling okay? Uh, I'm a little pissed off at my therapist.
3: Oh. Huh. <laughs> oh. Okay, what's
0: up? He, he says I'm too
3: obsessed with aliens invading our planet. Too obsessed with aliens? How can you be too obsessed with aliens invading our planet? That's what I'm planet? thinking,
0: man. I'm thinking, you know, okay, you can be too obsessed with collecting these f***ing little spoons from around the country, but aliens, man, we're talking about aliens invading our f***ing planet. I mean, that'd be just the kind of thing that a f***ing alien invading our planet would want me to believe that I'm too obsessed.
3: <laughs> I'm with you, man. Wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> then things kind of went, went wrong. No. Bad after that, I spent the next 30 minutes trying to rip it off his human mask, trying to find the f-ing zipper in the back of his neck <laughs> <laughs> advanced technology. No zipper, man. <laughs> you got to watch out for these aliens, man, because if they land, you know, they're going to have a. They're going to be more intelligent back, advanced man. technology than we are. Right. I mean, think about it. The odds of them, land, if they're going to land on our planet, they got to have higher degree of intelligence. And it's not just going to be a little bit. It's going to be a lot more technology, man. And if they're carnivorous, what are they going to do? They're going to set up McDonald's all over the place. And you're going to find me up there on a spit, man, in some fast food alien place being sold. So we got to keep on the lookout for these f***ers. Too f***ing obsessed, man. Tell us how you really off. feel, man. Just don't hold back. If they have better technology, maybe they know how to keep Richard cool thing. No, don't. they just know how to preserve human bodies for longer So they're crunchy and crispy when they bite into them, <laughs> man
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> F***ing aliens, man You know, and it's going to be me against them Everybody else is going to be, there's no aliens, there's no aliens I'm going to take them on into <laughs> the f***ing world, man It'll be a battle of wits It'll be just like on Star Trek, man And I'll figure something out at the last minute And the aliens will go, crap, we didn't think of that And i will run away <laughs> An idiot car thief, too dumb for jail. 22-year-old 22, 22 Londoner Mohammed Zaman decided it would be a good idea to steal a car. Having succeeded at the actual stealing part, he next had the brilliant idea of driving the stolen vehicle straight into the parking lot of a London police station to confess. <laughs> Mohammed's unexpected U-turn stunned, grateful officers who were oblivious to the fact that the roadside heist had even occurred. As the conscious stricken Mohammed was arrested, he explained, uh, someone put me up to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they speak over there in London. Yeah. <laughs> Adjourning the case at Southwark Crown Court, Judge Paul Dodson said, frankly, you are an idiot and I hope you realize that. <laughs> I love Beautiful. it when the judges cut right to the chase, you know? <laughs> No beating around the bush. So, uh, Mr. car car-stealing, police station parking man, you, sir, are dumber than me. <laughs> Story number two, he did it for the dope. Ahmad Habib Sadeh, a man who survived eight days under the rubble of his home after a devastating earthquake in Iran last month. Turns out he didn't survive at all. It turns <laughs> no. out he was a big, fat liar. Oh no! What? According to local officials, the man made the story up just to get free hospital drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair He's enough.
0: an addict and a liar, said a doctor at a hospital in Zarand, southeastern Iran. When he came into the hospital this morning, he had no signs of dehydration, bruises, or even dust on his clothes. <laughs> So, Mr. Big Fat Liar Iranian Guy, you, sir, are <laughs> dumber than me.
3: Not very creative, is he?
1: I <laughs> know. Put a little effort in.
3: Really. Number huh. three.
0: Hot co-workers show horny gorilla their boobies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ay yeah, yeah. Oh, no.
0: Iris Rivera, 39, <laughs> has decided to sue the Gorilla Foundation in San Mateo County Superior Court, claiming the foundation president repeatedly told Her to expose her breasts as a way to bond with the animals. (laughs) But no, my friends, this is not a simple case of sexual harassment at the workplace because the president of the Gorilla Foundation is also caretaker for Coco, a world famous sign language speaking gorilla. According to the president, it was the gorilla who pressured the woman to expose her breasts. Can you sue a gorilla? Uh, I don't, I'm just imagining the gorilla in court. They're like, uh, so, Mr. Coco, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And Coco signs something, and the interpreter says he wants to see your nipples, Mr. Prosecutor. And
1: then, <laughs> and then Coco flings poo.
3: Everybody's like, uh, okay. Now you realize Coco is female. No, really? Really. No,
0: I didn't realize that. The story's funnier if Coco's male. Did she date no. Jeff at one point? Ah, <laughs> sorry, it's funnier. And actually, to be honest, the, uh, the, the caretaker, the president of this organization is also female. So go figure on all of this. But it's funnier <laughs> than male. But anyway,
3: no, it makes it a lesbian gorilla. <laughs> Yeah, He's got the same haircut as Jeff. I mean, it all makes
0: sense now. Well, listen, guys, as far as I'm concerned, this is just more proof that monkeys are on the precipice of taking over the world. I mean, you'll remember the story we did the last time about the monkeys in the park that were mugging those people, right? I mean, all I have to say is thank God Charlton Heston is president of the NRA. Forget terrorists, man. Monkeys are the real enemy. It's the monkeys. <laughs>
2: Story number four.
0: Man learns headaches caused by 12 centimeter knife stuck in head. (laughs) (laughs) That could do it. (laughs) He was thinking, you know, work related stress. Could be my oh, diet, so head <laughs> mm, stress. It could be stress. At work. A kn- Polish man <laughs> suffering from headaches and a lack of appetite checked into a Bialystok Stock Hospital, where <clears throat> physicians were in sh- were shocked to find the knife blade lodged in his cranium. The man was reportedly completely unaware that he had a 12 centimeter long knife blade stuck <laughs> in his brain. <laughs>
3: That's why he wasn't hungry. He couldn't find his
0: knife. (laughs) You'll remember the story before about the guy that shot his face with the uh, rocket or with the the nail shooting gun went up his nose. Same issue, man. Apparently, it's okay to poke your brain with things. It doesn't hurt.
3: (laughs) No pain receptors. The man said
0: all he remembers is getting drunk, then falling off a kitchen stool. But he said he noticed no blood and had no major pain at the time. He also said that he later found the handle of his favorite knife, but spent the rest of the afternoon wondering where the blade had mysteriously vanished. (laughs)
3: Wow.
0: So physician Merrick Rogowski says, The knife blade entered under the right ear near the sideburn and went to the base of the skull near the roof of the mouth. It stopped on the jawbone. It could have caught major blood vessels and nerves, but it did absolutely no harm whatsoever. Wow. The physician simply yanked the blade out of the man's head without any
3: complications, Rogowski said. Did they use a magnet? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For those of you that don't speak metric, that's just under five inches long. So this is a, not a small knife. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's take that quote out of context, can we? All right. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs>
3: so,
0: that's Mr. Right, Polish Jeff. knife jabbing blade misplacing hole in your head, man, you, sir, are dumber than me. <laughs> Number five. Buddhist monk sees no evil. A Buddhist monk who mistook super glue for eye drops has provided hours of entertainment and fun for all his friends.
1: Oh, man. Uh, yeah. The monk
0: from Mathuris Whoa. Temple in Muang, Ang Thong District, about a hundred kilometers north of Bangkok, told the paper he had gone into the temple's drug cabinet looking for eye drops to soothe an itch. <laughs> <laughs> but he mistakenly took a tube of superglue instead. Now, as you can imagine, one thing led to another, and soon hilarity ensued. <laughs> the monks, the monks were in stitches. At the suggestion of another monk, he applied some paint thinner to try to get rid of the oh, glue, which only do- caused his eyes to burn, he said. Oh, God. Ugh. The monk underwent a two hour surgery operation at provincial Ang Thong Hospital using acetone solvent to remove the glue from his right eye. Doctors planned to work on his other eye later when they got around to it. (laughs) Now, folks, this story there are so many mongerers of dumb, I'm not sure where to begin. You got the packaging guy at the super glue company who said, hey, let's place our product in a container that looks just like eye drops. (laughs)
1: You got the monk's paint thinner
0: pouring friend (laughs) You got the physicians who took two hours to pour acetone solvent into the monk's eye You got the monk Now Carl, this just goes to prove what I've always said If you got an itch, don't use medication, just scratch it It's okay, really, really, it's okay (laughs) And finally Finally, for people dumber than me uh, Pajama day at work on this day, the most dramatic day in the first two weeks of Michael Jackson's child molestation trial, Michael showed up in court wearing pajamas. And I got a shrinkster for you, folks, if you haven't seen this. It's at shrinkster.com slash 484. You can see uh, Michael there wearing his uh, his blue pajamas.
2: I hadn't seen this, actually. It's so bad. Yeah.
0: Now... Uh, Folks, I'm not an attorney, but oh, uh, my advice to Mister Wacko Jacko, get the kid in the sacko, <laughs> is to put on some pants. Just get your pants on, okay? You're in court, man.
1: Get some pants on. <laughs> Story number
0: three: Vibrating girlfriends are turned on all the time. Oh. German Uh-oh. post office employees were startled when a large package in their care started to vibrate, police said on Wednesday. <laughs> Workers were a bit unsettled when it began vibrating and made strange noises, police said. They were worried the package might be a bomb. <laughs> police brought the man who sent uh, who sent the package to the scene, where it was discovered that the source of the alarm was an electrical device inside a life-size female sex doll. Oh,
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: The man told police he was returning the doll because it kept turning itself on at the wrong moment. (laughs) How embarrassing. Now, believe me, I know how embarrassing that can be.
3: It sounds like one of Jeff's girlfriends.
0: It could be. So anyway, Mr. Sex Doll Returning Guy, I have two pieces of advice for you. One, if your vibrating girlfriend keeps turning herself on at the wrong moment, take out the batteries before you stick your girlfriend in the mail. (laughs) Take them out. (laughs) Number two, I really, really hope you cleaned out your blow up doll before you returned her, because if you didn't, these companies charge a restocking fee of at least fifteen percent. And believe me, you do not want that surprise showing up on your credit card bill.
3: (laughs) Did you know that, Mark?
0: Story number four raising the bar. (laughs) Moving right
3: along.
2: A Chinese man
0: has lifted a seventy five kilogram barbell for ten seconds.
2: So what's the what's the big deal about that? I mean that's that's What's the, what's the deal?
0: Uh, well, Carl, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he did it with his penis. Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zan, oh, man. 55 years old, attributes his skill to a branch
3: of kung fu. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. Somewhere there were a group of monks.
0: Zan says his father taught him the skill to help him get fit after a serious illness when he was 18. Come on! Yeah, I know the serious illness was penis stretchiitis. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord!
3: Yeah, that's Dan started training
0: by lifting small bricks with his penis, then gradually added weights that, and
2: it extended it, and extended the duration. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the physics of this.
3: Yeah, that's 165 pounds for those of you who are metrically challenged. No,
0: no, no, Kilograms, 75 kilograms, That's 165 pounds. Yeah. 75- Holy crap!
3: 75 <laughs> kilograms is 165 pounds. <laughs>
0: I guess I was thinking grams, so I was thinking that's not too bad. It's insane. Oh, my God.
3: 165 pounds.
0: Wow. Now, Mr. Zan, far be it for me to place any judgment on your pump pumping workout based on the ancient Chinese martial art of dick Foo.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, dude, I really think you ought to stop. You're 55 years old. That's just gross, man. You could go blind. <laughs> Mr. Zahn, dicks are made for f***ing, and your brain is clearly sucking. And so you, sir, are dumber than me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is actually about my wife. Uh, turns out she's actually dumber than me. No. Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, this, was, this, this happened when we were dating. Uh, we were uh, in a hotel at some conference or something like that, and uh, we were in the uh, exercise room. We were running on these treadmills side by side. Uh, you know, doing exercise late at night, and she decides that she she has this brilliant idea that uh, she's going to pants me. She's going to reach over and you know pull down my shorts while I'm running. She thinks yeah. it's going to just be hilarious. <laughs> so I'm running along, and all of a sudden I hear this boom, 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 and I I look over and she's fallen down and she's being dragged by the conveyor belt, but she's holding on. Oh, no! She's holding on to the to the um, to the bar at the front, so she, you know, like is it like I don't know, like somebody holding on to a car that's <laughs> dragging them along. Finally, she realizes, uh, you know, all this pain in my lower thigh here—it's because I'm holding on. So, so she lets go. And this thing, she's running it at like thirty miles per hour. It shoots her. The conveyor belt shoots her at the back. She ends up in a slump at the back. She, she's got these thin, thin vertical lines, parallel vertical lines down her leg from the um oh, from the thing. It, it just burned these. Yeah. I never seen anything like it in my life. Anyway, oh, God, I, I told her that was God punishing her. <laughs> so, yeah, God was on my side. <laughs> pansing right Did you
3: find out she was supposed to be pantsing you while she was getting <laughs> yeah, trashed Yeah by she the well, she
0: explained explain that to me I had no idea what was going on I'm just like you know running along I thump stumped by looking and I go why the f*** is she holding on? <laughs> she she lets
3: go shoots her out the back. And so, honey, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah, this just goes to show you, pantsing is never a good idea. Last no, time yeah. I got pantsed, no. it was in a room full of girls, and the boxers came down with the pants. It was not oh, fun. very nice. Yeah. Was that at camp, by any chance? No, it was actually at one of my friend's houses, a guy named Deep, who was doing a movie night. And I think we might have actually been watching Star Wars movies. I don't and know. that's when 30 women all decided
0: simultaneously, to Bam, lesbians,
3: lesbians.
0: <laughs> they're like oh my god is that what it is oh, okay we're gonna be lesbians that's it uh, Jeff has that effect on women <laughs> yes I do alright and here's my story uh, Brian Reed an unemployed British burglar was a little low on spare change <laughs> so he decided to break into a Hazel Grove restaurant late Friday night Mr. Reed, an expert in stealth, thieving techniques, decided to enter the restaurant in a manner that would go unnoticed by passers-by, so this genius smashed the restaurant's front plate glass window and stepped through it. (laughs) (laughs) Having succeeded at the breaking-in part, Mr. Reed decided to push his luck a bit and help himself to one of the many exotic drinks offered by the local establishment. Here we go. One thing led to another, and soon Mr. Reed was well on his way to Happy Land, consuming almost $200 worth of booze, including eight bottles of spirits and liqueurs, and completely forgetting that he was there to steal money.
3: Oh, jeez.
0: Happy Land soon turned into Blackout Land, as Mr. Reed was discovered slumped over a table Saturday morning by Italian owner Vito Angrisani. Mr. Reed had gotten so sloshed, he was still unconscious and unable to walk when police came to take him away.
2: <laughs> the ironic thing was the door was unlocked. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might be right, man.
0: In the cash, just laying out with a sign says, take me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with ADD today, you know, kids are watching too much MTV, they grow up, they become burglars, they break in, they forget what the f*** they were there for, they have some drinks. Anyway, during his late-night lock-in, Mr. Reed even tried to call his buddies to come over to join him, using the restaurant's credit card pin machine, which he clearly thought was a phone. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) jeez. They found him repeatedly trying to dial in the numbers in the phone. They found a history of his friend's numbers in the the credit card pin machine. (sighs) A worker at the restaurant said he had drunk the creme de menthe and Italian liquors, all that stuff that will make you really ill if you have a lot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And throw up in Walt Disney Technicolor.
0: Yeah. Reed is now sitting in the slammer, sentenced to four months in jail for burglary and causing criminal damage. So, Mr. Reed, you window-smashing, liquor-guzzling cat burglar, put down that pin machine. It's not a phone. And for God's sakes, man, you're a thief. Try to stay focused. You're there to steal. You, sir, are dumber than me. Story number one, man humiliated by dog. According to San Diego police on March 28th, an unidentified male suspect approached a woman walking her dog, snatched a plastic bag she was holding and proceeded to run away. (laughs) <laughs> After running for almost two blocks, the suspect reportedly stopped to check the bag, only to discover it was occupied by a fresh, hot, steaming pile of dog
1: poop. <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: Clearly pissed off, the angry man threw the bag onto the ground and then ran back the two blocks to the woman. Angry but out of breath and no doubt humiliated, the man demanded her money this time. Meanwhile, the dog who had just finished his first order of business reportedly lifted his leg and commenced with a release of a golden shower upon the man's left leg. According to police, the woman told the suspect she had no money. When the suspect realized his left pant leg was in sock were now soaked in the dog's pee, he turned the gun on the woman's dog and ordered it to stop peeing. (laughs) Now, just between you and me, man, if you're in the middle of pee, somebody points a gun at you and tells you to stop peeing, you're not going to do it. And I think I can speak for the dog. He's not going to do it. Anyway, the dog, however, called the mugger's bluff and continued to pee on
2: his legs. Oh, no. The man
0: then pulled the trigger, but the firearm failed to (laughs) disheak. The suspect (laughs) attempted to shoot the animal a second time, but the gun again failed to fire. (laughs) Police say the man then fled the scene. (laughs) As well he should. (laughs) So, Mr. Unidentified Male Suspect, I've got three pieces of career advice for you. (laughs) One, if you see someone walk in a dog carrying a plastic bag with steam escaping from the top, chances are it's probably not cash. (laughs) (laughs) Two, dude, if you want to check the contents of your latest heist, don't run away for two blocks before looking. It's just embarrassing when you have to go back to correct your order. (laughs) And three, if a dog is peeing on your leg, don't shoot it. Just move your leg out of the (laughs) f***ing way. I appreciate that you're trying to stay focused on the job and all, but trust me, it's good to look around every once in a while. And and here's a tip for you. Watch for the back leg lifting in your direction. It's a big clue. A big clue that something wet is coming your way real soon. So, we can reach no other conclusion than this. That you, Mr. Poopy-stealing, marathon-running, pee-pee-pants-doggy-shooter, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah! yeah story number two
2: i live for this. harvard
0: economics professor learns important lesson harvard economics professor martin weitzman has been accused of trying to steal a truckload of manure from a massachusetts farm the farm stable manager caught professor weitzman red-handed with his truck which was loaded with fresh horse horsey poo the stable manager stopped Weitzman from leaving and then called police. Local police said, uh, he seemed a little befuddled standing there with a truck bed full of manure. Yeah, just like a professor to be befuddled, huh? Weitzman <laughs> then offered to pay for the manure on his truck. Like, okay, the cops are all right, I'll pay for it now. He's an economics professor. <laughs> According to the stable manager, the Harvard economics professor had been stealing manure from Rockport, Massachusetts' farm for years. (laughs) (laughs) He finally caught him. Now, Carl, I know you're probably wondering about street price, right? Street price. Now, I can tell you that here in L.A., it's possible to get a kilo of primo Colombian horse gold, gold horse poopies for about 22 cents. Jesus Christ! Can I say that again? Yeah, yeah, please. You better. I think I've been on some of this primo Colombian gold horse poopy. I cannot say this thing again. Uh, anyway, this translates to roughly thirty-five dollars for a truckload of poopy. Professor Weitzman has been charged with larceny, trespassing, and malicious destruction of property. Apparently, he was tearing up the land with his tires, doing burnouts on the farm, and shouting "Viva la poopy!" <laughs> Oh, man. So, <laughs> Professor Weitzman, you trespassing truck driving manure stealer. What the f are you thinking? <laughs> dude, you're a Harvard professor of economics. 35 bucks get you a truckload of manure. Supply and demand, dude. Supply and demand. <laughs> so, Professor Weitzman, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah story number three it's amazing tales of poo and people's evidence yeah we're we're switching now changing gears (laughs) so happy he lopped off his nuts oh jeff hewish a 26 year old welsh rugby fan who was so convinced that england would triumph over his country's team he boasted to friends at a social club if wales wins i'll cut my balls off
2: no. Yeah, oh, friends no. thought
0: Jeff was joking, but shortly after the Welsh team oh, won, things started to go horribly wrong. Jeff went home after the match, severed his nuts with a butter knife, and later returned wearing a kilt with his testicles in a bag. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, a friend said he lifted up the kilt to show everyone what he had done. What? It was really gross. Definitely TMI. Oh, <laughs> my God, you're kidding me.
1: Definitely and that's TMI. when
0: Jeff collapsed. No. Staff at the club called paramedics and put the testicles in a pint glass filled with ice cubes and were careful to keep it far away from customers asking for
2: exotic drinks. Dude, you're making this up. <laughs> you're making
0: this up. Tell me you're making I'm this up. I'm not making this up, man. Jeff was seriously ill at the hospital yesterday with his family at his bedside. He will need cosmetic surgery and may be given a prosthetic scrotum. E- the club goers said we were all in a state of shock. No one can believe what happened. He Especially must have been him. in terrific pain. It was amazing that he could walk the 200 yards from his house back to the club. Oh, Dr. Ian oh, Banks of the Med- Men's Health Forum said, "This is a horrific injury. There are so many veins down there. I'm totally grossed <laughs> out, and I can now say with conviction that I wish I had been a lawyer instead of a PP doctor."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, that's what he said. <laughs> so,
0: Mr. Jeff Hewish, you ball, lop, and butter knife wielding testicle toad and psycho in a kilt, you saw a dumber than me. <laughs> Like, I would have bet money, right? I wouldn't have bet lopping off my balls. I would have bet money or something money. else.
2: A prosthetic, uh, a prosthetic testicle. That's amazing. All right, finally,
0: we've got two stories smarter than me. Smarter than me, number one. A sixth grader and two friends in West Seattle, Washington, were suspended from school for several days after paying for food at the school cafeteria with dollar bills made on a home computer. <laughs> a Police say a James Madison middle school cafeteria worker found a bill that didn't look or feel like the real thing. Lunchroom staff were told to watch out for more counterfeit bills, and the next day, the sixth grader used one of the fake bills to buy beef jerky and was apprehended by the cops who were hiding behind a stack of Sloppy Joes. Because <laughs> that's, that's where cops are going to hide, right? Just you can take a break and get a Sloppy Joe, you know. <laughs> I'd hide behind the donut display. I'd stay away from that special soup of the day, though. Anyway, police said the boy made 20 fake bills on his aunt's computer, took them to school, and shared them with his friends.
2: Uh, yeah, aye baby.
0: Counterfeit in ones. Great idea to start with the small bills. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you get some time off from school without, faking it, without having to fake like you're sick. Brilliant. And using your aunt's computer? Well, assuming your aunt is old, nearsighted, and farts a lot like my aunt. Pure genius you're a genius man so mr. Seattle Washington sixth grader my props to you because you sir are smarter than me yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and now smarter than me number two or maybe not David Zerfla was in trouble having had a few drinks too many and driving like a beaver on crack he now found himself in the back of a police car waiting to take a breathalyzer test but our hero mr. Zerfla is no synaptic slouch no, sir. In a brain-busting moment of mental magnitude, Mister Zerflaw had an idea that would have made Einstein take a large, meaty dump in his pants. <laughs> you know, Einstein was prone to do that if a really good idea came <laughs> along. It's
2: a good poop tying. I love you, man.
0: <laughs> you saying you love me, man? <laughs> this, is not, this is not like some pre, you know prelude to sex, man. I'm just reading my story, okay. <laughs> As cops were preparing the breathalyzer, the 18-year-old Stetler man reached down into his pants, ripped out a handful of underwear, which he then proceeded to eat, in the hopes that it would absorb the alcohol in his system before it hit the breathalyzer. Oh, God. And it worked! Mr. Zuffalo's blood alcohol level measured a 0.08%, oh. just making the limit to have the charges dismissed.
2: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. David Zerfla, you alcohol-drinking, underpants-eating freak of a man, you, sir, are smarter than me. (laughs) But just barely, man, just barely. Uh, Story number three, Scottish art student turns out to be a complete idiot. (laughs) A Scottish art student who randomly vandalized about 50 cars as part of an art project said the owner should be happy that they were involved in his creative
1: process.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mark McGowan, 37, is set to display pictures of himself scratching the paintwork of vehicles in Glasgow and London in an exhibition this week. He said he had keyed 17 cars around the Botanic Gardens in March and 30 vehicles in South London. He said, I picked two cars randomly. What I've been looking at are issues of property and linking it with art and performative action. I got the idea when my sister and brother-in-law's cars were keyed. Is it jealousy that causes someone to key a car? Hatred? (laughs) Revenge? There is a strong creative element in the keying of a car. It's an emotive engagement. (laughs) His work will be displayed on Wednesday night in a launch party at the Arches, an exhibition venue in Glasgow. It is the latest in a string of bizarre stunts by this postgraduate art college freak. McGowan, who has <laughs> described himself as the, the British alternative to David Blaine. Yeah, Carl, like we f***ing need an alternative to David Blaine. <laughs> they has he's, he's nailed his feet to an art gallery last year in protest. This isn't a protest against leaves. <laughs> the things on trees that fall. Leaves! What the f- In 2003, McGowan attracted world media attention when he pushed a monkey nut with his nose for 11 kilometers to 10 Downing Street in a protest against student debt. (laughs) In the same year, he sat for 12 days in a bath filled with baked beans with two french fries stuck up his nose and sausages wrapped around his head to defend criticism of the full English breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, we needed that one, man, because, boy, that full English breakfast, it was under some serious criticism, wasn't it? And he's rolled himself along across London for seven kilometers, singing We Wish You a Merry Christmas to highlight the work of office cleaners. And last year, he cooked and ate a fox to draw attention to the plight of crackheads. The plight of crackheads. So McGowan said of his latest idea, hey, if I didn't do it, someone else would, and, and they should feel glad that they've been involved in the creative process. (sighs) <sighs> so, Mister McGowan, you monkey nut, push and baked bean bathin leaf protested, crackhead defendant, car key and David Blaine wannabe. You sir, are dumber than me. Number one, dumb guys versus ATM. ATM wins. <laughs> Two men tried to pull the front off an ATM by running a chain from the machine to the bumper of their pickup truck. Instead of pulling the panel off the machine, however, they pulled the bumper off the truck. Panicked, the two men proceeded to scream like little girls and then fled the crime scene. <laughs> of course, their bumper, along with their license plate, was still attached to the AP- ATM. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Story number two. Dumb guy tries to make money the easy way. After handing a bank teller his demand note, Charles Robinson, thief in training, grabbed the easy money and ran out of the bank to his getaway car realizing he had forgotten the note and being a big fan of TV shows like CSI. Hey, Carl, did you see that episode where that rock star forgot to wash the back of his hands? That was so great. The rock star freaked out because he thought he was getting on his funky monkey with two chicks, but one of the chicks turned out to be a guy, and then grossed out the rock star. What so he killed f- the guy f- for grossing about, him out. Man. Oh, my God. Meds. What Meds, are you talking honey. about? csi man he he killed the guy he thought he was getting it on with two chicks and turned one of them turned out to be a guy and it grossed him out so bad he just killed him out killed the guy for grossing him out right which is legal in like
2: vegas and that is why i don't watch tv what a great show that
0: csi is well anyway robertson realized the note might contain incriminating evidence so he rushed (laughs) back inside the bank he grabbed the note and quickly raced back out to the street Eyewitnesses report seeing Robertson standing in front of his car, desperately patting down his pockets, apparently looking for his car keys. Of course, the keys were nowhere to be found on this mental midget, because he left the keys to the getaway car in the bank when he ran in the second oh, time to get the note. God. Uh, oh, mental midget. Hey, by the way, Carl, is is it politically correct to say mental midget? What's right? Is it is it mental dwarf? Mental pygmy? Is it... Oh, I know. It's mental little person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, somehow managing to elude police, Robertson made his way home and told his roommate, whose car he had borrowed, that it had been stolen. (laughs) Clearly upset by the news, the roommate called police and reported his car stolen. Within minutes, (laughs) Officer Mike Koch spotted the car just a block away from the bank. Armed with the keys left at the crime scene, Officer Koch quickly <laughs> discovered they fit the car. It wasn't long before officers arrived at the car owner's address, found Robertson, and promptly arrested his <laughs> ass. <laughs> oh, so, Mr. Robertson, you bank robin', note Robin, pocket patent, key losing member of the Mental Lollipop Guild? <laughs> you suck!
1: i dumber than me! <laughs>
0: And finally, story number three, more proof, unfortunately, than monkeys are taking over. (laughs) A special weapons and tactics officer from Arizona is trying to get a $100,000 federal grant, which would fund a pilot program to integrate monkeys into the SWAT division of the police force. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Carl. I said monkeys. (laughs) Officer Sean Trulove said, everybody laughs about it until they really start thinking about it. And that's when you really start laughing about it, huh, <laughs> Officer True Love? That's when you really start to laugh your ass off. <laughs> Officer True Love explained that the monkeys could be trained to unlock doors, search buildings for police, and throw grenades on command. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I read about this This
3: is uh, This has so many possibilities
0: As you know Here in the United States Major city police departments Use paramilitary SWAT teams In situations involving Heavily armed criminals And hostage situations We actually have a photo Of the monkey It's at Shrinkster.com Slash 4 zz Z 4 Zulu Zulu You can see this monkey <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> A little premature
0: to give the monkeys a fucking rocket-propelled grenade, okay? (laughs) A little premature. And look at the guy on the left; he's not exactly happy. He's got to share (laughs) his ride with a monkey.
1: That's beautiful. All
0: right. Now, the Arizona Police Department issued a statement saying, "We have always encouraged our police, our department members, to seek creative and innovative ways to lay down the smack in our community." Officer Trulov said, the idea came to me in a dream. Yeah, I've had that same dream. Monkeys armed to the teeth, taking over the world. <laughs> Jumping up and down with that stupid f***ing grin and crapping in their diapers. <laughs> but you don't see me trying to hand over my weapons to the enemy, do you? Do not you? <laughs> the capuchin monkey is considered one of the smartest primates, known oh. by many for its decades-long association with organ grinders. Capuchin monkeys, native to Southern Central America, have been used to help disabled people and are able to perform such tasks as retrieving items, serving food, and opening and closing doors. Carl. Okay. Do you see it? What? They're working their way into the very fabric of our society. (laughs) They're gaining our trust. They're watching us, finding our weakness, waiting for the right time to attack. (laughs) I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's just another desperate attempt on the part of monkeys to score some Kevlar vests, which (laughs) happens to be the last thing on their to-do list before taking over the world. (laughs) Am I the only one who sees this? Am I? (laughs) Charlton Heston, baby, if there was ever a time to launch a preemptive strike against these power-hungry primates, that time is now. I can't hold back anymore. I'm initiating executive order 452731-B right now. And my anti-monkey followers out there know what that means. It's time to move to monkey DEFCON level 5, folks. I repeat, we are now at monkey DEFCON level 5. Oh, by the way, Officer Monkey Lover... You, sir, are dumber than
1: me. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
2: anyway, some other things that have been in the news that that I'm really glad uh, that this whole Wendy's thing is over. Aren't you? Because you know, like the the woman got arrested who found the chili, how found the finger in the chili. I didn't know this. She, you didn't hear about the finger no. in the chili, Carl? Right. I wouldn't be so sure about this, man. R- really? You don't think it's? Yeah, over? I don't think it's.
0: I, I mean, they're they're saying it's a hoax with the, the woman because they said uh, they had two eyewitnesses that reportedly independently said that they heard her say that she put the finger in the chili. Oh But really? I'm not buying it. I'm and I've been doing some independent investigation of my own. You're kidding. No, on this on Wendy's w- chili thing, and I, I just give you an example. I think we have a uh, Jeff. Do we have a, a, that uh, a recording I made earlier today?
2: Welcome to Wendy's. Can I take your order?
0: Uh, yeah, I'd like to get a uh, five pack of chicken fingers, please.
2: You want chicken strips?
0: No, I want chicken fingers.
2: Uh, sir, we have chicken strips. Those are deep fried strips.
0: I want chicken fingers.
2: I'm sorry, sir, so we don't sell chicken fingers, sir, but we do sell chicken strips and chicken sandwiches. Uh,
0: okay, okay, so what kind of fingers do you have?
2: <laughs> Excuse me?
0: <laughs> what kind of fingers can I order?
2: How about a chicken sandwich?
0: I want invasive, a five-pack of chicken fingers. <laughs> chicken temptation? Chicken fingers. Chicken club sandwich? Chicken fingers. <laughs> Spicy chicken fillet? Uh Chicken fingers. Ultimate chicken grill? Chicken fingers.
2: <laughs> Sir, we don't sell fingers.
0: All right, fine. I just want a bowl of chili
2: then. One bowl of chili. Anything else? How many fingers do I get with that? <laughs> now,
0: now, you may think that that's the end, but no. I've actually done a little bit more investigation online. If you want to go to shrinkster.com slash 4VF, 4 is in Victor, F is in Frank, You'll see what I mean. I went to the, uh, the, the Wendy's site to, uh, to figure out what the nutrients were in a, a small bowl of chili. And if you look at the uh, nutritional worksheet that comes up there, you'll find a very <laughs> interesting little entry near the right. In each small bowl of chili, there's 17 grams of fingers. <laughs> Story number one, dumb guy gets a job. After a fight with his wife in the summer of 2003, Mr. Nabiula left his wife and two young children in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh to look for work. But instead of getting employed, Mr. Nabiula decided, ah, what the heck, I think I'll get myself castroided and join that happy bunch of dancing eunuchs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because, as you know, Carl, earning money by singing and dancing is a common form of employment among among India's ostracized community of eunuchs. Mm. I was always fond of singing and dancing, but felt suffocated in my body as a man, Nabiula is quoted as saying. When Nabiula returned home wearing garish red lipstick late last month, his wife asked, what's new? That's when, <laughs> that's when Nabiula opened his trench coat, revealing to his wife that which once was and is no longer. Oh, oh, oh. oh. That's
1: a bad day.
0: Nabiula's wife now wants a divorce. You think? Quasi now.
1: Gosh! You are not the person I married.
0: <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I get that, Karen. <laughs> anyway, his wife said, I cannot live with this eunuch and subject myself and my children to social ridicule.
2: Ah, that's what it's all about. Now, Carl, apparently
0: in India, freaky, dancing, lipstick-wearing eunuchs don't get the same respect and admiration that they get here in the States. (laughs) 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 So, Mr. Ball Lop and lipstick-wearing, freaky, singing and dancing eunuch flash-a-man? You, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah. (laughs) Woohoo! Story number two, finger food, is all the rage. A man who ordered a pint of chocolate custard in a dessert shop in the U.S. got more than he asked for. A piece of severed finger lost by an employee in an accident. Unlike a recent incident at Wendy's Restaurant in California, which investigators now claim was a hoax, there are no doubts that have been raised about the finger served up at Cole's Frozen Custard. Officials from the North Carolina Departments of Agriculture and Labor went to the shop in Wilmington on Monday, and the owner confirmed one of his employees lost part of a finger during an argument with an electronic food processor. (laughs) It was not immediately clear how the severed finger got into the custard. Mr. Stowers told authorities, I thought it was candy because they put candy in your ice cream to make it a treat. So I said, okay, well, I'll just put it in my mouth and get the ice cream off of it and see what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I pushed it around a bit with my tongue. It didn't taste very sweet. I bit into it, but it didn't taste like any candy I've had
2: before. Oh, God, I'm sick. (laughs) <laughs> this is uh, clearly, Mark, a case of copycat finger chopping
0: <laughs> Stowers said he spat the object out But c- still couldn't identify it So he went to his kitchen, rinsed it off with water And, quote, just started screaming Unquote <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this guy <laughs> So, Mr. Stowers, you finger-tasting, tongue-licking, cream eating. I'm sorry, man I gotta try this one more time. (laughs) So, Mr. Stowers, you finger-tasting, tongue-licking, ice-cream-eating Hannibal Lecter custard sucker. (laughs) You, sir, are dumber than me. (laughs) Story number three. Oh, God. (laughs) Dumb guy gets a companion. A man, armed with a knife, has stolen a life-size inflatable doll from a Moscow sex shop. The man in his 40s burst into the shop and threatened the clerk before making off with a doll and some sexy lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the shop, located opposite Gorky Park, estimated the value of the stolen goods is at 387 $387. You know, the Russian economy can't be that bad. 387 for a blow-up doll and some lingerie, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. A
0: composite sketch was distributed to police, and a search for the suspect is underway. Now, we actually have that com- composite sketch at shrinkster.com. Go out to Shrinkster.com slash 54 c 54 charlie You can see that composite sketch. It was drawn up by police. <laughs> <laughs> After creating a composite sketch of the doll, police decided it might be beneficial while they had the police artist on hand to also create a composite sketch of the criminal. And we have that at uh, Shrinkster.com slash 54D. Oh, God. Great. slash 54D. This is what the guy looked like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm> will get <laughs> you, you, suck,
0: suck up. If any of you know this guy, you've seen him. <laughs> Please alert authorities.
3: <laughs> He's got that really sort of deviant look in his eyes, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think th- I th- I, there's something about this rings a bell. I've seen this guy before. So, Mr. Knife-wielding, lingerie-lifting, love-doll-stealing, horny guy, you, sir, are dumber than me. (laughs) Story number two. The old woman, the magic turtle, and the man who was God. Huh. Huh. Times were tight for Kong Chanta, a 26-year-old monk who was strapped for cash. So he sold his magic turtle to an elderly woman for less than a dollar. By the way, Carl, this reminds me of something that happened to me when I was a kid. We needed cash, so my mom made me take our cow to the market to sell it. And some guy offered me some beans. and I said, "Fuck that!" But then this other guy had a magic turtle. I said, "Cool!" So when I got home, my mom was real pissed. She threw it out the window, and I cried. And the next morning, I woke up. There was a giant beanstalk growing out of that turtle's ass. I mean, what are the odds of that happening? Actually, you know, now that I think about it, it might not have been a beanstalk, that, that thing that was coming out of his butt. Oh, come on. Ah, <laughs> oh, but I digress. Let's return now to our story already in progress. You see, Mr. Chantha was able to claim that the turtle was magic because it had these Buddhist inscriptions carved into its shell. However, a few days later, the monk learned that the enterprising old woman had started a money-making business with the turtle, claiming that the magic reptile could invoke miracles. Well, naturally, this made the peaceful Buddhist monk madder than a psychotic one eyed beaver on crack. <laughs> and let me tell you something, friends nothing is worse than a strung out, mentally disturbed, treating mammal with no ability to perceive depth. <laughs> and Carl, trust hey. me, you do not want to get in between a pissed off monk and his magic turtle. <laughs> So Mr. Cantha did what any other peace-loving man of God would do if he were to discover that his magic turtle was raking in the cash at the new owner's home. He tried to reclaim it by force. According to police, the elderly woman would not return the turtle, and so there was a fight. Boy, Carl, I bet it was just like one of those fights in The Matrix, you know, when the monk and the old lady, they're spinning around in slow motion, and it's raining hard, and all those suit-wearing Mr. Smith clones are watching on the sidelines, and then the magic turtle is telling Neo that there is no spoon, but I can see the fucking spoon right there in his little turtle hand, and Neo can't take any more of the turtle's crap, so he slams the ground with his foot, and the street ripples real cool and slow motion-like, right? But there's this green tail coming out from under his shoe, and you think, all oh, the turtle's met his match, but no, the little turtle dude starts to move and actually lifts the surprise Neo off the ground. Followed by the opening of a major can of half shell whoop ass <laughs> on Ponzo one. <laughs> For many, you think the movie <laughs> might Maniac. actually turn out to be good, but then it sucks at the end. Oh, I hated that! <laughs> I hated that.
2: Oh. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Was that a nine volt or? What kind of battery did you use for that bit right there? That was an 8.5. It's rechargeable. Oh, the story,
0: right. Let's get back to that. Yeah. Well, the woman reported the monk to police. Police investigated, and in an incredible twist of events, detectives discovered a letter in the monk's possession signed by the prime minister giving full government backing to Mr. Chantha's claim that he was a living reincarnation of Buddha. That's right. Mr. Chantha was carrying a note from his government confirming he was God.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the letter, of course, was a complete forgery, and so police threw his turtle cellin ass in jail. You can't make this stuff up, man. You... That should be my that should be my tagline. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> You can't. It has to be true. Police also confiscated the magic turtle, placing it in protective custody before ultimately handing it over to the guardianship of a local pagoda. So, Mr. Chantha, you tortoise-selling, old lady brawling, fake note-carrying, wannabe deity, you, sir, are dumber than me. Woo!